This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. Welcome to I Will Watch Anything Once. I'm your host, Mark David Christensen. Happy New Year, listeners. Welcome back to the podcast. Now, this is a very special extra episode for the new year before we start kicking off regular episodes next week. So thank you for listening. Now, it is the new year, and we're walking into 2017, which sort of everybody's anticipating will be terrible. I'm kind of with the majority of people thinking that, uh, that the year has got some shit ahead of it, especially with our president-elect Trump and in his complete cabinet. I'm not going to get into full details. There's plenty of other actual podcasts out there and people that have very educated opinions that could talk more about that. But I'm, you know, I'm not really looking forward to that. However, I just, my only thoughts on it are those um, like myself that are of the privilege um, that aren't really threatened by his cabinet and their views of the world. We have to speak up for those that are. So if you're listening and you're very particularly, if you're a white straight male, you know, speak up for the others, um, have their back. Um, that's all I can say. And also, Another thing, if, you know, looking into this new year, um, we in cinema, we have a lot to look forward to. Movies are still going to be made. Art is still going to be made. And movies, of course, are the main subject of this podcast. And I love movies. The movies I'm most looking forward to, as I made my list, I realized they're all just action movies and big blockbuster movies right now. I'm not sure if there's one off the top of my head that I can say that is a small or indie or, or anything. All the ones coming up are the big action films uh, but whatever I'm a nerd even looking up Edgar Wright's new film which is exciting and there's a new one coming it's an action crime movie of course so they're all action and his movie's called Baby Driver but the others I'm looking forward to just a quick list is Logan I'm super excited that is the first Wolverine movie that I have honestly been super excited for and that goes for spider-man home homecoming as well that is the first spider-man movie that i am super excited to see in this new year then there's star wars of course um episode seven is coming i can't um is it seven or my uh six seven yeah episode seven right no episode eight why am I looking? I got my math wrong. It's episode eight. Geesh, oof. Don't know my Roman numerals. But anyways, super excited for that. Um, as well as Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Looks great. Looks like a lot of fun. I'm really excited to see what comes of the Thor um, Ragnarok. Um, all the rumors spreading around that the Hulk's going to be in it. The teaser at the end of Doctor Strange that he's going to be involved in that movie. Uh, I, I'm like where the Marvel Universe is going. They might be easy, fluff, blockbuster action movies, but I think they're doing them right. And I'm excited to see the continuation of that universe. Also, to round it out, excited, and I'm super surprised I'm excited about this, but the Blade Runner sequel. Blade Runner 2049, I believe. Um, I think I got the the year right. That looks cool. I love the director of it. Um, I'm not... uh, What's his name? They did Sicario, and I love his movie Um, Prisoners. I can't think of his name right now, and I'm going to pronounce... I know I'll pronounce it incorrectly, so look it up. If you haven't seen Prisoners, I highly... suggest that movie i think it was that year's um zodiac meaning it just got overlooked it should have gotten more notice i think from critics and the world in general for a great storytelling and cinema but that blade runner i mean the teaser maybe the end looks maybe a little corny with the introduction of harrison ford as decker i can't tell it's just a teaser but visually i'm excited and the fact that that director is rumored to be revamping dune has got me super excited i'm super um because i'm a big fan of dune won't go off on that tangent and the last one on my list of course another action movie but john wick chapter two i was a huge fan of john wick um, and you know the action is great it's simplicity was great if they can pull that off again and even do better um, 
I I'm excited to see what they do and I hope that they succeed. So that's it. That's my list of the movies that I anticipate for this year. There'll probably be more that will add to that as we go. Um, there's still movies from 2016 that I need to watch. I still haven't seen Loving and I really want to see that movie. I highlight another high suggestion for you listeners. If you haven't seen Hunt for the Wilder People, I highly suggest you do. That definitely is one of the best movies of 2016. Unfortunately, after I made my top 10 list, I wasn't able to add that one to it because I'm a stickler for not amending my list. It's based on what I see from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. I saw that only two days after the new year, but it's definitely one of the best movies of 2016. It's definitely one that I think should be getting more notice. It's delightful. It has everything. See it. See it, see it, see it. Well, anyways, that's it for the intro to this great episode, this little bonus episode for you listeners um, out there in the podcast world um, with my great guest. He's a returning guest um, um, to the podcast, um, Stephen Perlstein. Um, I'm here with Stephen Perlstein for a very special mini episode of I Will Watch Anything Once. Um, how are you, Stephen? Man, I'm disappointed at the thing we just watched. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So to let the audience know what we've yeah, done. Catch we, you, you, your episode that you were on here, your full episode was right. the entire web series or known as The Hire. Right. I think it was episode 12 of your show, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly. Uh, yeah. And we talked about the BMW short film series called The Hire. It was eight short films by a whole bunch of great directors uh, like Alec. <laughs> Alexander Gonzalez Inaritu. Great. Had, I wasn't glad I didn't have to say the name. <laughs> uh, we had other John Frankenheimer, right? Yeah, John had, Frankenheimer was in there. Uh, Woo. Did John Woo do John, one? Yeah, Woo did the one. He did Ang the, Lee did one. Ang Lee. Yeah, Ang Lee. That's right. Uh, uh, a whole bunch of good. What's Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie did one. Uh, Someone that I really liked. Is it also a Scott, right? One of, yes. Randy Scott's brother. Yeah. Which I can't think of as Tony. First. Tony Scott. Tony Scott. Shot one. Yeah. Unfortunately, he is. He is killed himself. But that happened. That happened before even we recorded the higher. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we, rec- might, we yeah. might have touched on his. I suicide. discovered it uh, on the episode. I was like, <laughs> Oh, oh wait, right. Tony Scott. He jumped died, off a bridge, and he jumped off a bridge that's featured in another BMW <laughs> short film. Oh. Who knew? Who knew? Yeah. Maybe so, he went back and he was like, this is where my career took a turn. This is where it all fell uh, apart. Yeah. Very dark. But yes, yeah, yeah, so they decided apparently to mm-hmm. BMW mm-hmm. decided to get back in the saddle with Clive Owen. Yeah. And in 2016, they did another additional short. Yeah. Um, with the same, the, the idea of like the newest BMW. I don't even know the series or anything. Cause yeah, I think it was a five series. I'm not hundred percent on yeah. that one. And got a, a known director and right. got Clive Owen back in the driver's seat. Right. And they made a short called the escape. Yeah. And that's what we just watched the escape. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, let's just dive in. This was, let's dive into it. For I- something that's like, like, because we talked a little bit in the past, like how even if we didn't like sort of the, some of the, epi- the some of the episodes of that web series, right? It was sort of iconic and um, groundbreaking for branded material, right? Yeah, I thought that's what I thought was really cool about it, especially the first five of the eight. We talked a little bit about they broke it up into two seasons, a, a season of five ep- uh, short films and then three short films. And the first five are like pretty ambitious. Like we have like people get dying in like BMWs and stuff, like kind of cool, weird, out of the box things that you would think of for commercials uh and then it sort of got a little bit more commercially and that's what we talked about yeah uh but all across the board one thing that was generally kind of cool we thought was like that they were i don't know like making legitimately cool little short films that were like creative and thoughtful and even if we didn't like a certain one it was like somebody probably did because they were they were allowing that artist that director to put their stamp on it right and so this one like sucked uh, <laughs> it really did. It was bad. I was very disappointed, especially because, like, that's why we talked about. Even if you didn't like those old ones, it was a great branding step for BMW, right? To kind of, 
And this was like, okay, it's been how many years? Yeah, 15. 15 so, since they've made one of these shorts. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like you, if you're going to bring it back after that long. It's got to be fucking good. It has to fucking be great. Yeah. Yeah. Even for a short, like 13 yeah. minutes, it yeah. better be great because this. What a disappointment! Like, okay, let's, so let's yeah, let's we should we should one say if you want to watch it right now, you can go to YouTube, check Google the Escape yeah, BMW, you'll find it. It's the, their web page. Use your come diction up. that I used yeah. for the first time today on my uh, yeah, on, on the my, Siri on my yeah. iPhone Siri. Yeah, yeah I used diction to. It was great. I'll probably use it all the time now. Uh, yeah, not dictation. <laughs> use diction, diction, which is oh, yeah, not pronouncing dictation. it correctly. Uh, uh, yeah, and then now so many people turn this off. Yeah, they, yeah, one mispronounced word and people are out. Uh, I do it all the time. That's how podcasts happen. Yeah, you can watch it, but we'll kind of go through the story beat by beat. So basically, we get uh, the one of the worst tropes in film. It's a quick way to tell people you're making a bad movie. Is like you hear radio reports of news going on, like yeah. oh, recently an outbreak and like that, like that type of thing. But it was like, Oh, there's been cloning. There's maybe human clones at this facility. And then a doctor is missing who worked there. That's oh, kind you of, thought it was cloning. Yeah. yeah is yeah. that what was in the, yes, yes, in yeah. the like sort of in the, like, the audio, yes. the radio? Yeah. Like they, they've been like genetic experiments and they may even have human clones. Like that was oh, a line in there. Yeah. I, Cause like, that's the bad thing about it for me is that that, when they do that, I don't hold importance to it to enough to let my ear capture it because I'm like, you're, you know what I mean? Like, it's such cliche shit that we don't listen to it. Yeah, that's why like that. I hate that device. It's a bad filmmaking device. It's a quick way to tell people you're making something amateur and shitty because you're trying to get out exposition and you're like, oh, so if I just kind of like throw it all at the top at this thing that nobody's going to listen to, they'll get it. And it's like, well... No, because we've no. we've seen this trope a billion times, and we don't care about it. It's not people. It's not it's not something we connect to. It's just kind of an information dump. It's like, why don't you put a fucking text scroll at the beginning? That's that would work better for me. It would work better. It make me go, oh, I have to pay attention yeah. to this. This is information. Yeah, and I yeah, there's not just, chatter, not chatter at all. And like you just telling me that 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 uh, Dakota Fanning, who was in this as well, yeah is a clone. Yeah. Normally that's something that I'd be like, oh, that changes the way I see this. This didn't at all. No. It did not even be with them no. and the knowledge that she was a clone. And there was, because I got there was some sort of chemical things going on or right. like virus, whatever. Right. Off of just it being in a chemical lab, and yeah, the, it could have been a Mission Impossible, Impossible Two scenario to you, where she has the Chimera uh, yes, virus I inside of her, referencing Mission and then Impossible she too. needs to get away. What's John Woo? That's the guy who did one yeah, of the yeah, yeah. keeping it all together. Chimera. Yeah, uh, I love it. Yeah, it, it's so stupid. Okay, so fine. So there. So then, of course, so we're going to spoil everything. So if you definitely want to, if you're interested yeah. in this, just watch it. There's it's nothing. Quick, thirteen yeah. minutes. It's a waste of your time, but yeah. at least it's only thirteen minutes. Watch not it at two double hours. speed. I recommend. I recommend. Can you do that at YouTube? Of course. I didn't know that. Oh so my like God. a podcast, I can't, I mean, I listen to normal speed. Oh, I listen I know to a couple, double speed. To oh yeah. A lot podcast. of people I know listen to podcasts. Oh, man, speed. I'm just mainlining information all the time. It's great. <laughs> I get distracted sometimes. So like, well, I'm listening to podcasts and I have to like go back. So I don't know if it would help me. Well, see, that's the thing that's good about it. I think for most podcasts, I don't need to listen that closely. In fact, if you're listening to this podcast right now, you could probably skip a good three don't minutes. Say of the that. Things we said. <laughs> 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 okay you could just skip the whole thing just say, just subscribe just download I'm fine if you at least subscribe yeah i'm fine if you like subscribe yeah Great. yeah if you're a list if you're a fan of this podcast you know what should help it out <laughs> just get all your friends to subscribe tell them they don't have to listen but you do have to subscribe yeah please subscribe <laughs> okay so yeah so clive owens transporting uh dakota fanning uh and we've also got uh who's that guy from the walking dead do you know that and it's the name? guy that plays the punisher on oh yeah Netflix, Daredevil, and he's getting his own series. I fucking hate that guy. Bert, Bert, Bertenthal? Maybe. Our friend, like, 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 kiss, like, Jen Kruger, our friend yeah. says that that guy's kissed her on the mouth, like, several times. That was, like, their bit when she was, what? like, her bit, his, like, bit. Maybe I shouldn't have said that right now. Wow. She, I mean, I know she probably will never listen to this, but who knows who will, and then reference that to her. Yeah. But she told us that one time. I mean, he's a friendly guy, but yeah. that's, like, that's weird. That's his thing with her? Kissing her on, on the, the mouth when she'd see her? Because she worked in casting for a while. Yeah. So she met him when he was like kind of up and coming. Okay. And trying to, before his big break. That's she's weird. met like a lot of people like yeah. that. Like when yeah. she was in the offices, people that were like good, but not breaking yeah. through. Yeah. Well, wish, I wish I was 
in those rooms and not breaking through instead of just not going. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, man, I brought it back to me. We got to turn it back. You did it. Okay. Okay. So, uh, one, if you're a casting director, uh, call Dave. He's great. Uh, two, uh, so we've got the guy from The Walking Dead who I don't fucking like, uh, Dakota Fanning in the back of the, or like being taken to the car, and Clive mm-hmm. Owen. Uh, he's in the, he's already in the BMW 5 Series, 7 Series. We don't know. He's already ready to go. I got uh, his name right. John yeah. uh, Berthenol. I don't John know. John Berthenol. Bernthal. Bernthal. Bernthal? I don't know. Whatever, John. <laughs> He's there. Uh, so why do you the, wait? Real quick. Yeah. Divert. For diversion. Back to my career. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> We're not going to go back to my career. Um, why do you not like him? He's just. Uh, I don't know. I guess I feel like I'm tired of his like one note. He like definitely. I, he definitely. And that could just be his casting too. That could be his casting. Because, but I don't again, know. I would honestly play that one note if I was getting paid yeah. to play that one note. I'll play. Of course. It, I'll play you it when I sleep. Death. I'll play it in when I'm taking a shower. I've only seen him in The Walking Dead, like the one season. I didn't really stick with The Walking Dead. I saw him in The Accountant. Uh, was that good? No. Uh, it was like, it was sort of, it was fine. It just, okay. yeah, it was fine. And then I saw him in one other thing and I was just like, this guy doesn't do anything else. Which again, I guess that's fine. It's you know, it could be casting, People it could be like him. him. I don't though. know, but I just get tired usually of actors that only show me one thing. I'm like, they're not fun. I see that. Yeah, who's the actor? This is totally off the thing, but yeah, like, who's it. the actor that you go? They play different. All like you, they surprise you. That you go to for that. Okay, this is a weird one, and it just this is the first thing that popped into my head. If I knew this question was coming, I would have thought about it farther. <laughs> uh, but uh, Michael Shannon is one for me. I, I think that's good one. He's great. He's I think a great he's actor. always in there, but I think yeah. he does do surprising roles. Did you see by chance Nocturnal Animals? I didn't see it. He's no, great. He's, he's great so in good. that. He's so good. Michael Shannon is great in everything. I think the first thing I saw him in was Take Shelter, and I was like, holy he shit. Is great. That dude can act. And then I saw him in another one that was similar like that. Midnight Express, same type of thing. But I just saw him recently in Last Christmas or the like uh, the Christmas party one. Oh, fuck. The night before the night before is what it was called. And it had. uh, Oh, my God. Seth Rogen. And I know what one you're talking about. It has the guy that plays Sam Wilson Mm -hmm. in Captain America. That's right. Yeah. Because they were like, we got it. We only have we have a white Jew and we have this handsome white guy. You're right. We need Joseph Gordon-Levitt in it, too. Yeah. It's it's like not a good movie. It's actually fine. It's fine. But I like that guy, though. I'm mad I can't think of the guy that plays Sam Wilson's name. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I actually think he's really great. But Michael Shannon shows up in the night before in like this small role. He shows up like four or five times in the movie and he's hilarious and like the best part of the movie and I was like oh fuck yeah like you can do more than just the most simple boring like you know because I think he's a, he's a very versed because I, I do think there's different tiers of acting and I don't know where I fall in this yet alright we'll I'm about figure to it say. out I'll tell you and I'm trying to bring it always back to me it's always about you Dave this is your show <laughs> it, there's so many episodes that are going to be published that are about like me talking about me just having a hard time. Really? Yeah, well, there's so many that are coming. Uh, subscribe now. <laughs> subscribe now to get watch me go through stuff. <laughs> <laughs> or listen to me go through stuff or talk about going through. But um, I just really did. We were talking about Michael Shannon. Michael right? Shannon. I think there's these tier of these actors who are, you have the people that are very well trained. Yeah. That literally, either they were lucky enough to go into training, they had the money. Right. They fell into that, right? Knows, yeah. Um, then you have the other tier who just stumbled into acting mm-hmm. that don't have that training, but they stumble into it. They're You're nat- Johnny Depp's. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know his. He did but stumble I, into acting. Yeah, as I but heard, there's people but yeah. that stumble into it, and then yeah. either either what happens, I think, when you stumble into it is either you go okay off of my success I'm going to train my I'm going to get training yeah, yeah. and I'll expand or oh, you just course. do your thing. Yeah, you you just because you naturally already have your own voice. Those people that stumble into it are good. They're just, oh, they're just themselves. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And they can do it naturally. Yeah. Um, so that that's some works and some don't. You know some, what I mean? Because yeah. there's people with great training that don't blow up. And then there's people that have less training that blow up because well, their personality and stuff is popular among public. Well, that's, I think, the thing you talk a little bit about, like, for me being one note is it's easy to naturally become an actor who has one note. It's harder to be an actor that has can do a range of things. And I think 100%. Michael Shannon, regard like whatever, who's not in this, this short <laughs> no, film at all, like okay. he's shown a range of things. Oh, yes. Whereas see, like yeah. that guy, burn whatever the fuck, I'm burn. like, I haven't seen him do a lot and I kind of don't like him because I whatever his act is, I can only assume that's him and I don't like that. Okay. So like, I don't I know. Can, I'm sure Jen Kruger would tell us. We need to find Jen Kruger. I think that's valid though. That's what you're seeing on screen so you can only, you know. I can only assume 
he's that's a great the one Punisher. Guy. I will tell you that. All right, I think fine. he. I don't watch that one. So uh, yeah. I mean, both season one and season two of Daredevil are disappointing for a nerd like me. Yeah, I'm but sorry. his Punisher is is pretty spot on. It's okay. the best Punisher, I think. Tom Jane was close, close, but. But I think this guy's the, like on the, the guy. pretty much on target. All right, maybe check um, that. But know. the guy that from is Anthony Mackie. I think oh, Anthony, Anthony Mackie yeah, yeah. is very cool. Yeah, and he's I, cool. I I think he won me over. This is weird to say because I already, I liked him in like Captain Winter Soldier and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But in his interviews about making those movies, yeah. he's funny to me. He is funny. And like every time he'd finish a take, he always like says, "Cut the check." When he was filming Captain America, <laughs> and I found that so charming That's and hilarious. Funny. Like every yeah. time we thought they were on take, he'd be like, "Cut the check," and I was like, "You're so funny!" Like I would love to be on That's set That's a great with you. bit to like, re- yeah, because it's just like I mean, that's also like how fun and chill version of like enjoying this type of thing. It's just like cut the check. I'm making millions of dollars, yeah. and you have to admit, like those movies. I think action movies probably have to be the some of the most exhausting movies to make. Yeah, because uh, for everybody, because everybody. Because you look at like how it's edited together, you know there's footage we're not seeing, but they had to shoot. Yeah. Because you're doing action sequences that have to be extra covered. Or you're not even there. You're running up. Like you just do like two steps so your stunt man can take over. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's got to be exhausting in a weird way. Like just around for 14 hours a day to do like five minutes in front of the camera. And you're like, what did I do? Yeah. (laughs) And then like, great. We have to do. We did that big action sequence. Now we got to do a bunch of close ups. To match to this sequence. Yeah. Everybody talk real quick because we don't care about these takes, but we need to film them. (laughs) Yeah. It's very. That seems so interesting. But action sequences. We come back to this. This short. Yeah, the Clive escape. Owens in the car, uh, Dakota Fanning's in the back, uh, we have <laughs> Walking Dead guy in the front seat, they drive away, uh, they're busting through the FBI, they're shooting at people, they're running cars off the road, eventually Clive Owen decides like, oh, this girl that he's taking, or like transporting, uh, doesn't deserve to be transported, like she, they're being held against her and, will. Yeah, or... and this I, I have to because this is what I didn't like too. Is like it wasn't clear if this was his premeditated from Clive Owen, the driver. Yeah, or did he make it the decision in the car? Because there wasn't like a moment where he knew where to take her. He was hired, if anything, from what they knew, from what we're given. Yeah, and that's not a lot. Not that's a lot. what I especially didn't like in this short. It was like their vagueness didn't work it yeah it it made you just go uh, ask too many questions Who? at the end of yes. it you're like i don't give a shit if this soft music at the end right. your soft music doesn't work when i don't care about anybody don't care. but there was no moment where i was like from what we know he was just told you have to hire by this security people to say you have to take her to this point right that's it. That's it. So, but there was no exchange after he makes that decision. There's no exchange of like, I know where I'll take this girl. Right. I'll take her to that girl. The, the, she's just holding a photo yeah. of a woman. Yeah. And he takes her to a fucking boat and yeah. that woman's there. Right. But there was no exchange of information of how he would have known that. So, unless it was premeditated. But then there was nothing to lead us to the fact that it was premeditated. I'm yeah. confused. That's what I. So I watched this. I, I'm not gonna lie. I watched it like four times trying to understand. Oh, you've watched it prior. to I watched that. it prior to this. Oh, that's yeah. good to know because so I, this I did, is my first time watching. Because yeah, I watched it. The news thing. I had to watch a couple times to fully get it. And I was like, oh, I feel like I get what's happening, but I still don't know if it was premeditated or not. And again, I've watched it four times. It's an 11 minute short film. <laughs> I'm a fairly sophisticated film watcher. I still don't fucking get if it was like pre. Because she goes. There's a moment at the end. Clive Owen drives a, a Dakota Fanning to Vera Faminga and she's like uh, you know they hand off they hug and then Clive Owen like shows the money that the bad guys gave him and it was and she's like keep it and it's like okay were you did you was that your money are you to decide if he keeps it yeah like how did you call him it doesn't make any fucking sense and it was almost like Bad writing too. Like they were like this whole thing felt like they were stretching to have like iconic lines everywhere of like really like lines like yeah. that like this is the line. Yeah, the odds will be what the odds will be. Yeah, it's like it's like all right, whatever. Is that what you're yeah, gonna fucking say that right was now? Stupid. His speech to his crew before they got in the car is like, yeah. and we're gonna push, and if we have to push back. And I yeah. was like, Who there's a part cares? of me that goes like. 
does every fucking guy when they're going out to do something give a speech? Yeah. Not every person sets out to do their job every day and give a a, a, a halftime coach speech. This it's so this just do your job. It's so hacky. Like the writing is hacky. There's a few of them. Like there was a moment in it, the, the first minute, the FBI is like raiding this compound that apparently Dakota Fanning is a clone in, right. and at one of the FBI goes, oh, "They're going in now. It's getting down to the wire." It's like no FBI agent would be sitting there on like a radio communication with like everybody on the team saying like these cliche lines that don't give any information and do not help people get he would get yeah. fired if he was like it's getting down to the wire it's like uh hey bill no more flourishes on the radio okay we yeah. got a fucking mission to do <laughs> like, what are you doing there's so there's a there's like and it's a short movie there's a few of those cliches there really in there. is and it's like what the fuck is this there's another moment in it too okay so we go back real quick dakota fanning is like She's autistic, right? Like she's she's a clone, but she's clearly autistic. She's like saying definitions of words that people say, and like not sure how to understand the things that ha- are happening to her. It, it's weird. It's she's never seen the outside world. That gets established. She like sees the stuff going by in the car. And she's like, "This is your world." Like she's so far gone. And then, but but Clive Owen, in a nice cliche moment, turns to her in the back seat and goes, "Buckle up," and she does. Like she gets. Buckle up, but she doesn't understand like the world. Yeah, <laughs> she doesn't understand that the makes, idea yeah. of outside. Yeah, that you're totally. That makes total sense. Like, it's so oh, you know, crappy. Oh, buckle up, right? I've been oh, in a car. Yeah, oh, yeah. They, they drove me around in that uh, in a car in that facility. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They drove me around the garage. It was like my playtime. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. makes no fucking damn sense. stupid. It was so fucking stupid. And I again, uh, yeah, it's really. It's really too bad. It's a shame. It's a shame. It's just so dumb. And it's like, it looks good. I'll give it that. It looks it fine. Looks, it looks good. But like the set pieces are like tame. Yeah. They're very tame. Like a big truck falls over. Falls over. They blocks shoot the, the thing. There's a yeah. helicopter. Helicopter gets he pulled sh- down by the BMW. W, that's the craziest yeah. thing. Yeah. So they're cool. Like they're like, those are semi cool, but not like because the story is just dumb you're just like okay who cares who cares this shit that's that's totally it Um, it's just like and you know what like there's a moment of this too you know this is the 15th anniversary of these original films and for some reason they decided to do again and I feel like this is like kind of one of those boring nostalgia plays a little bit like oh remember the driver there's like a moment in it like where they kind of pan and they see him and there's like like oh it's the driver he's back like it's an early shot and then later in it he's in the car like having a standoff with walking dead guy and he goes like I've been doing this for a long time and I'm very good at it it's I like I hated that line because I it's it's a it's when you watch something that has like a t- a very lame, like Rogue One. I liked Rogue yeah. One, but even those movies sort of have those nods where you like, it. yeah, like we're reminding you of like other movies. Like, just be your fucking own movie. Be a good movie. Yes. Okay. Like, did yeah. you see Rogue One? Yes, I did. Like the moment where you see the walrus guy and the guy from the Tatooine yes. bar. Yeah, that's unfucking necessary. It's unnecessary. It's cute. It's but cute, like whatever. But yeah, it's not like my like brother making turned a good to me movie. during it, and I love my brother, who's an old brother, but he loves that kind of shit. And I, he's like turned to me like to be like, cool, that was cool. And I'm like, nah, was, nah. I was like, it's it's forgettable. No, that those those guys exist. Like, and you're telling me that, like, within, like, a couple of, like, days, they flew to another fucking planet. Well, that's... And they're in another bar. Like, you don't need those moments. Dude, okay. I hate, I hate movies that are, like, particularly proud of the fact that they're of a franchise or of a, like, and I think that's, there's moments of that in this. But did you ever see uh, Spectre? Uh, the newest, I think it was yes. the latest James yeah, Bond. It was very disappointing. That was like one of the worst movies I've ever, I feel like I hated it's it bad. from, and I, I, I've never more quickly hated a movie than I hated Spectre. Like I liked the first Daniel Craig, uh, James Bond. I liked the second one. I think people didn't like the second one. I as don't much. like the second one. I think, I do think Casino Royale Casino and Royale Skyfall is, are, if you put them side by side for me, I think yeah. they work perfectly. Casino Royale is really good. I liked uh, the second one, which I'm not immediately. Quantum of Solace. Quantum of Solace. I liked them less and less as they went down. We went on, but Spectre I hated immediately. Like literally, I've never seen a movie start and make me hate it so quickly. And that was they. Uh, it starts and James Bond silhouette steps into frame, and they go. And I was like. Wow, we're really just going like this is a James Bond movie, and you love those. I'm like, and it wasn't just do it, a movie. It wasn't in the circle thing. 
It wasn't in a circle thing. It, it wasn't was like, like the traditional. No, no, no. It, was it wasn't the, the actual... opening. It was like in the uh, movie. Okay. And it's like, you just do a, do a fucking yeah, good movie. You don't have to remind me that I'm watching James Bond. I know I'm watching <laughs> James Bond. And you know what? A lot of people, you're not making fans because some people don't know. Some people don't have, you know, the 30, 40 years of history of loving James Bond. Right. So make a good fucking movie before you sit there and go like, we're oh, just like coming on their own bellies going like, we're, we love ourselves. That's what James Bond fans do. They come. Yeah. On their own bellies. Well, I'm saying the James Bond producers, but I you, get you get saying. it, you get it. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of the whole movie. It's like, yeah, uh, they escape. Clive Owen pulls down a helicopter. They drive the Dakota Fanning to Vera Farmiga, and then they're free. And then and he Vera drives Farmiga, off. I can only like guess that she was another like. She is the doctor at this facility. facility the only one that's like exit because she. There's like a, a small guy. line about like so these other doctors are gone. Yeah, you can only assume they're dead. Yeah, but like, like she's like a good guy. But then we don't guy. know what, what like even if there's cloning. Yeah, and all this we don't know what's special about her. No, you want to know what my she's guess? a clone. That's yeah, she's it. a clone. That's it. Yeah, but uh, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Clone, that's it. Just re- you have re- the research is more important than the clone. Of course it that? is. Of course it is. They're like they're like we got to deliver the specimen. It's like okay, if it's really a clone, that's just some person. That's just some fucking DNA. That's not that interesting of a specimen. It's yeah. like I want all the research and how you got. I want all the documents. I want to yeah. know how you fucking did it. did it. Who cares about the fucking person? She we was per- do- she's proof that it can work, but yeah. it's not how to do it. So yeah. what? So fucking what? Why do we shoot why her in the fucking head? Shoot her in the fucking head. Shoot Dakota Fanning in the head. L Fanning forever. That's what I'm gonna say. But yo, I don't like my guess. You know, what my uh-huh. guess was what Please. was special about her because she kept repeating words. Remember? And, yeah, she's and autistic. Doing, yeah, doing, she's Rain Man. Yeah, I'm not even gonna. Say, I, I, I have an autistic nephew, and he's yeah. more entertaining than her. Sure, I agree with that. And uh, or. Funny, but like I kept thinking, what she was was they were trying to get uh, a spelling bee champion <laughs> to like, like they were they needed her for something. Yeah, they needed because she kept saying the name of the word and yeah. then like it's brute, it's origin, it's yeah. origin. Uh, and I was like, who, what? Yeah, who, like Mer- who else needs this knowledge other Luke. than a spelling bee yeah. contestant? Oh, that's what it all was for. It was for the Scripps National Spelling Bee, and they're like, "We are going to win with if our you clone would, technology." If you rewrite this and shoot it again with the same quality, and it is that, and you yeah. play that as real as possible, and that's yeah. what she shows up to do. That's fun. I'm on board. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> yeah, so I think I mean we're kind of we we've been dan- well we've been saying it outright, but ultimately we just find this like not a good short film. No. And and it's, it's not a sh- compelling, not, not a good compelling story at all. The and other I, ones had some good stories or at least like interesting things. I kind of blame this director. I bl- you know what? I think Neil Blomkamp mm-hmm. got us with one great movie. And then he sl- slowly showed us that he was a one hit wonder. Yeah. I mean, I never saw. Not what having, was, talk about not having a range, right? What was the, yeah, exactly. What was the, what was the, uh, I mean, I'd still work for you. <laughs> Back I, I, to my career. Uh, <laughs> but what was the second one he made with the robot? I never saw it. Chappie. Chappie. I never, I never saw, saw Chappie. it either. Yeah. But after I saw the one with Matt Damon and how bad that was. Oh, Elysian? Yeah, Elysium Elysium. or something? Yeah. yeah, Elysium. Yeah, I never saw Just, that either. Oh, I was like, these don't look good. Elysium is... Very bad. Like it's like story wise, it just shits on itself throughout the thing. Like okay. it sets up things that are potentially great, and it just and yeah. your lead character, you're like, I don't care what yeah, happens. I to do you. not care. You are a piece of shit. Go away. Yeah, I think I wonder. I, I definitely don't uh, give the director an out, but I actually wonder. This guy David Carter, he helped write this. Who is he? He also he didn't write anything, but he also wrote some of the worst. I think BMW short films too. Oh, like he, he was, was on a bunch of the past ones. He That's was on a right. bunch of the past ones. Yeah, and he wrote like the one by Ang Lee with the little kid who did like he, drives look him around. Up. Did he read? Did he or did he read? Did he, did he write Hulk with Ang Lee? No, it's not the same. No, guy? no, no. Okay, no. He he I, is he's basically done no, nothing else, and I don't think they're very good. Like I think the things he writes aren't the good ones, and I, I don't know whatever happened. It's just like this sucks. It's a bummer. You got you guys got to step it up. And so here's yeah. my question. I think, you know, the cool thing about when they did this the first time, they got five unique directors to do unique takes on BMW stories or whatever. Just put a BMW in your fucking little short film. So my question to you is, who would you want to see Dave do one of these? 
Director? Yeah, director. Because right, like, I, I want to, like, my thought was, like, what I like, really liked uh, Alejandro Gonzalez Inaritu, uh, Ang Lee. There are a couple that Wong Kar Wai, Wong Kar Wee. Ooh, Wong, Wong Kar Wai was so that good. That one was really good. It was, it was so really different good. and cool. And that it, is an auteur. Like, it had, like, a the great. The best sense of the word, yeah. And that was, like, a visual. Okay, I know. I have a That's couple. who I want. It's like, okay. who is the guy who could deliver a great one of these? I, my way, first, we, yeah. This is going beyond the length of a mini episode. And oh, I yeah. Love we're, it. we're going way beyond a we mini episode. We thought we could talk about this, but we did. Oh, I was ready. Uh, <laughs> but that's a great question because real quick before I do yeah. answer it, that was before you said that I was thinking in my head and I was going to say the only way you could redeem this, mm-hmm. what we just watched, yeah. is if there was five others that did, we could watch. And we, ju- do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you could be like, oh, they have these five others. This one just didn't this work. This one didn't hit. But because you put so much weight on one. One good one. Shame on you. Yeah. Shame on they you. Threw, <laughs> they, they threw everything into this too. I mean, they yeah. really did. They're like, we'll get Vera Flamingo, who's like a hot, like indie actress, or like, I don't know, I think she was at one point, but like a super talented and this like Walking Dead guy who's like got some cultural cachet of being a badass. And it's like, none of it matters. Yeah. None of it even fucking works. So yeah. He I did, wanna, the, oh, the other cliche thing he he did real quick was yeah. that fun thing where people like when a bad guy can't get what he wants and he growls when ah! something gets away and he's like Rah! yeah why <laughs> why would you ever do that uh, right off the bat I would say I'd want Tom Ford to do one of these oh cool immediately would want Tom Ford Can because you, to what, me he's yeah. currently the best visual he know he's such a great visual storyteller mm-hmm. that I love he's made two films and I think they're Perfect. Yeah, almost. I have not seen I, any I, Tom Ford movies. I would highly want to check it out. That's he did Nocturnal Animals this right. year and last the, year and uh, a single, single man. man. Yeah, and I think yeah. both are. They just he knows how to tell a story visually. I'll check him out. Nothing, Tom Ford. Yeah, I mean clearly, like, clearly there's some talent there. Okay, so. Uh, I'll, if you want a second, I want to pitch the idea of the story, yeah, go, okay. but I, I, I want to hear your pitch of the idea of a Tom Ford story, but I have another director <laughs> okay. uh, that I want I want to see do it. I want Edgar Wright to do one. I want I Edgar Wright to come perfect. in, do a BMW movie, and you know what? It would be so low stakes. It would not be like Machine Gun Guys. My Edgar Wright movie for BMW would be like, uh, the driver is like, like, He's he's watching like oh yeah I'm just coming he's like watching a bank heist and he's like two guys are running out with machine guns or whatever and they've got a big old bag and then Simon Pegg and Nick Frost jumped in the back seat and goes like we're going to my flats and like he's an Uber driver or something yeah and they just have like a little buddy thing and they're just all intertwined with these cops and there's jokes and it's silly and yeah. it's super visual and incredible and like that would be like a fun version of like a comedy version of it and still the same thing and a little like. Subverting of the standard BMW movie, but like by a great director who could actually handle yes. that. That's what I want to see. I I was thinking Uber. It would have to be something fun like an Uber yeah, driver right. or something that's very low stakes. Low stakes, but just happens to be involved. But just like with BMW, stuck. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think just that's involved. Great. Yeah. Um, on top of that, similar same humor. I think the director, um, his name is Taki. Watati? Taki Watati, okay. I'm I'm butchering that, so anybody that's New Zealand, like from New Zealand that's listening to this hates me right now. But he's <laughs> the director of last year's Hunt for the Wilder People, which is oh, a great yeah. movie. And he did like... Uh, I heard that was what, good. I what didn't see it. What we do in the shadows. He's so funny. Yes. I think he would be a similar thing like Edgar. He would be a great choice to like give to something like this. Yeah. Okay, I remember seeing this... Uh, the. The trailer for this and I watched uh, most of what they what we do in the shadows and I liked it yeah that's like a funny good like auteuri director who could like do something visual and bring something to it okay here's my other one director that I want okay. to see do something uh, and this would be the weirdest one uh, Mike Mills I want Mike oh, Mills, Mike Mills to do would be one. great did you see 20th Century Women? Yeah I loved it I, really I loved, loved it too, it. but I don't think it beat Beginners for me. I yeah, Beginners, beginners will always like, hold a special well, place like, in my heart because like, like man, that was do, emotionally I, devastating yeah, of a movie in yes. the best way. Oh, in the best way. But I think 20th Century Woman like showed that if nothing else, it wasn't a fluke of that type of thing. Hundred percent. And he is he his like sophomore effort in filmmaking wasn't. A big flop. It wasn't a chappy, if you will. It wasn't an Elysium. Yes, I agree. Uh, well, he grew. He definitely grew as a filmmaker. I think from yeah, from what I didn't like, Thumbsucker. Yeah, into Beginners because Beginners mm-hmm. is like, you're like, this is a great storyteller. Yeah, um, I think that I think the Mike Mills version of that could be 
Like, I, I think that movie could be about like a guy who just put his whole life into work and never like settled down with a lady or something like that. I don't know how he would do yeah. it. I don't know what it would be, but that's my first guess about what the driver's like nostalgic, like real heartfelt uh, movie would be that Mike Phil. There's going to be a lot of old footage of old Lo- BMWs. Old BMWs. Like, yeah, that would be so fun. Like, I think stock he would do footage a great job. Like, this is the BMW 7 Series. It yeah. came out, you know, and it's, and it's Clive Owen narrating it, talking about his career. That would be cool Wouldn't if that it was be just the driver. Yeah. If we focused on the drivers looking back. Yeah. That'd be his cool. life is that. I would yeah, watch the fuck would be out of that. that. I would watch the fuck out of that. I 100% agree. All right. So BMW, uh, cut us a check. We don't even need that much money, frankly. Yeah. Just like 50 grand for all these great yeah, just ideas. Buy these. I think the, I'm trying to think who Buy else. us both BMWs. That's who it. else this year would I want to do it? Because like, I'm trying like to stay picks. away from like the big like action people. That yeah. Are like the givens in my yeah. head. I would say What's her? Oh god, I'm very bad at names. No, it's okay. What what movie are? Uh, Selma. She directed Selma. Oh yeah, Anna, uh, Anna Duver- Duvay, uh, or Duvay. Ava Duvernay. Duvernay. Yeah. yeah, I think that'd be cool to see her Ava do Duvernay. something. Ava Duvernay. Did I say Ava? Because it would weird? just be a very. We could. I feel like it would be like a great diverse. Yeah take like on just whatever a, they do yeah i don't know what should do with it but i know it'd be interesting yeah she's incredible as a filmmaker the other she did the she's she done a 13th, couple yeah, 13 yeah. documentary that was she's great. incredible and she could like that's yeah i think that's like a perfect pick of somebody who can bring a style to it who can make a choice about what this is and like yeah that's what i want to see and that's i think that's where the bmw films succeed is when they're they bring their style they make a choice and they do something cool instead of this it's like oh do you want to shoot an action scene that doesn't have any yeah. emotion or spirit or anything to it. And it's like, I guess we could, but who fucking cares? Yeah, who fucking who? cares? Uh, my other pick would be Ryan Coogler. Even though he oh, can, yeah. do, he, I mean, he hasn't done massive action. His next ma- probably action movie is going to be Black Panther. Right. But I think he would, off of the success of Damn, Creed, yeah, he would be, be a great. great take on it. Yeah, he really could do that. Uh, yeah, Creed was so good. And yeah, a bit, uh, like a unique style, a lot of uh, emotional triumph in that that they yeah. could pull out. Yeah, It's going to be something about somebody like overcoming like... Like that BMW is going to be a part of somebody like really overcoming like their upbringing or yeah. something. Yeah, I think that would mean? be. I think that would be fucking cool, man. I think those are good choices. Well, again, we're not going to make a big deal about this, but you should give us all the money. BMW. BMW, save my career and give see, me money. That's it. That's all <laughs> we're asking for. It's always about me. It's nothing crazy. Just save their career. And also, uh, if Ryan Coogler does it, then can Aaron Covington write it? Like, we'd like that. Yeah. I'd, I'd love like to have him write more. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, but yeah. That, real that's quick, all I have to say, because but, I wasn't asking, yes. answer, asking this question when you were on the podcast, and now I try to ask this question to every guest yeah. when I remember. Mm-hmm. Um my podcast is about I will watch anything once. Mm-hmm. You watch this shitty short several times before yeah. I watched it tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for you, Stephen, are there any films or movies uh, that you tend to avoid or will not watch? Um, I don't watch. I don't like it. It sounds like too broad. I don't watch most horror movies because I feel like I've seen them all. I feel like oh, I, that's I, a different take on why not. Well, it's just that like horror movies often fall into cliches and tropes. And if you've seen a couple of root horror movies and the occasional horror movie that's like innovative, uh, like you only have to see one Saw movie to understand all of the Saw movies and all of the hostile movies and all like you understand so much by seeing kind of a root horror film that it's like who fucking cares? Yeah. You're not you're not doing anything for me anymore. Uh, and so, yeah, I usually avoid horror movies. Um, I think The Witch was like particularly good. That was like one of the last yeah, ones I saw that was like particularly good. I liked The Witch a lot. It was on yeah. my top 10 list because yeah. to me, it, even though it was in the genre, it was placed in the genre of horror and it yeah. has horror. It, to me, it's Ooh. really like it stands alone because it's like it really it doesn't. It feels like a folktale that a yep. cinematic folktale. Yes. Like it doesn't it doesn't have a structure like we're used to. Yeah, it's not following. It, it's just saying this is like if you're being told a folktale, but just through yeah. cinematic re- yeah. ability. Yeah, you're just and you're I just listening that. to the. It's like a slow story. It takes in a, the best way. There's a lot of tension that's slowly ratcheted up. It's almost a drama. If you remove the witch part of it, it's just if there was no uh, physical manifestation manifestation of the witch, it'd just be a insane drama that could be like a play. You know, like where it's just like great actors 
there's a great dynamic and it's awesome. But the witch part of it made it officially a horror movie. Yep. And you know what? Like, I'll spoil it a little bit. So if you don't want to hear it, skip ahead, you know, a minute. Uh, there, there was like three scares in that movie. Like really, yeah. like scares. There's three, and it's like talk about using the economy like of it. There's the witch shows up three times, and it's like it's not a horror movie. It's not like a guy pop out of the corner, or whatever. It's just like this slow, terrifying. Like what real? Like I don't know. It's it's I like, like what it a lot. real? Like because I think most things that scare us beyond like kind of like the horror of like someone kicking in your door and really yeah murdering you yeah. and like or just that was terrified most terrifying things are us being feeling uncomfortable really yeah like it's yeah do you know what i mean like it's a, just like you think of the concept consistent. of a stalker yeah it's not immediate like it's not that th- it's not really the, like oh they could kill me yeah it's the uncomfortableness of like they're the, you don't know when they're watching you don't know you know what i mean that that slow build yeah. from that yeah and i think that's what it hits on yeah. i don't know if that no, that, I, I, that, I agree with if that. If I articulated that correctly, no, but. I know what you mean. It, they do, they do, they do the the scary part of it, which isn't just that they show up. Like I feel like, yeah, if you have a stalker movie or whatever, that person's going to be in the house fourteen times before the movie is over. You know, they're going to show, they're going to make their presence felt or whatever. And the idea of a stalker or like just feeling it around the corner is more terrifying. Away, that's what's scary about it. And that's the same thing that's scary about the witch. It's like it's just you know it's there, but you don't. It's not yeah. beating your head, beating you over the head with it over and yeah. over again. So yeah, horror movies are the things that I generally avoid, unless it, unless somebody is. If people rave about it, I'll be like, all right, I'll check it out. And then usually those are okay. Cool. Yeah. Great. Uh, I forgot. Here's the last thing. Before, if you're going to wrap up, I just realized. Yeah. Please. We did this on the last ones where we F- named them. We thought what was we the came theme? Up with, the we theme. came up with a tagline. I, I forgot that for the we, BMWs. We started to watch. Yeah, I was yeah. like, we got to do that. Yeah. I'm glad you remember. I just remember it. We did. We came up with like taglines tag for lines. the BMWs for this film. Um, so, uh, would you like to take the honor of coming up with the tagline? I'll try one. So, if, you could try one too. Mine right. would be like. BMW says no to stem cell research. <laughs> B- BMW would never give an abortion. Um, because, that, yeah, yeah, was like, yeah. That's pretty good. I like that one a lot. It's a very lot. conservative point of view it's that pretty, BMW's taking. Yeah. They're just like, don't, no, don't do this. Um, I think, uh, fuck. Uh, Okay, mine would be, because they pull down the helicopter in it, so mine would be like, BMW, better than flying in a helicopter. Eh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's right. Maybe that's not. They both work. They're both a thing. I mean, they're both. Here, we'll say this. They're both as good as this movie. <laughs> Clive Owen. Yeah. Do better stuff. Aww. You disappeared, and he's good. Yeah. I mean, the last thing, the last things I can think of that he was great in are um, Children of Men, of course. Great. Oh, and Closer. God. Those are the only things I could pop off. Yeah. Because he yells at Julie Roberts in such a great way. In that well, movie. and she needs it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to end on that. Uh, thanks, uh, Stephen, for coming back. It was a pleasure. And watching this uh, little short film that was a dis- not. I was going to call it a disaster. It's not a disaster. It's just not good, done well. It's a disaster. Bad storytelling. But thank you again. Um, thanks for coming on. Bye. If you want more from Stephen Perlstein, you can follow him on Twitter at Perlstein. That is spelled P-E-R-L-S-T-E-I-N. As well as his podcast, You Should Love Wrestling. It's a podcast that he co-hosts with Nick Gilgore and Joey Clift. Every episode is dedicated to trying to convince Stephen to love wrestling. It's a great podcast right here on the Boardwalk Audio Network. You should subscribe and check it out. It's highly entertaining. That again is You Should Love Wrestling. And also, Stephen is actually the founder of Boardwalk Audio Podcast Network that I have the um, pleasure of being on. And you can support all of the artists in different podcasts right here on the network by just going to the Boardwalk Audio website and clicking on that button that says Support Our Artists. That's going to direct you to Amazon.com. You just do your normal shopping, and then we get a small kickback from your purchases. It costs you nothing, and it helps out us here at Boardwalk Audio bringing you great podcasts every week. Thank you again for listening to the podcast. You can follow it on Twitter 
Instagram, as well as Snapchat at the handle IWWAO. As well as there's a Tumblr and a Facebook page. The Tumblr is IWillWatchAnythingOnce.tumblr.com. All of those social media outlets will keep you updated on the podcast news. As well as please go to iTunes and Please subscribe, rate, and review. That will bring more listeners to the podcast, and I'd highly appreciate that. And if you have a movie you'd like me to watch as a listener, you think I should discuss it on the podcast, you can email me at IWillWatchAnythingOnce at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you listeners on what movies you think I should be watching. And a quick reminder, by using the promo code ONCE, you can get 10% off at DevastatorPress.com. And thank you again. And remember, if you haven't seen it once, you can't complain. For those that have listened this far, I apologize if the audio is a little weird, if it's only in one ear, had a little bit of issues, but, you know, we'll correct that later. And also, here is my top 10 favorite movies of 2016. First off, honorable must-mentions are Zootopia, Floyd Norman, An Animated Life, Arrival, and Kung Fu Panda 3. My number 10 slot goes to 13th documentary. Nine is Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. Number eight, Moana. Seven, the folktale horror movie, The Witch. Number six is Doctor Strange. Number five is Captain America, Civil War. Four is The Lobster, a delightfully odd and awkward and strange uh, movie drama I loved. Three is Nocturnal Animals. Tom Ford has done it again. He is a um, a perfect visual storyteller. Um, I love it. Can't wait to see what else he does. I hope that movie gets a lot of notice. Number two is what I consider the most important movie of 2016, Moonlight. I loved it. Um, someone recently brought this to my attention that most of the actors in that film are not gay themselves and it's something that we should pay attention to and hopefully more gay um, actors will actually be playing gay parts. That's something just to be mindful of. But definitely see Moonlight. And my number one slot goes to Green Room. I think this is a perfect film. Green Room is my absolute favorite of the year. I was biting the rim of my hat while watching it. It was so intense. The acting is great. And unfortunately, we also lost the star um, and lead role from that movie this last past, this past year, Anton Yelchin. Uh, maybe, if I hope I didn't butcher your name, sir. Uh, but again, if you haven't seen any of those movies, I, I highly suggest seeing them. Um, I thought it was a pretty good year of films. Looking forward to 2017. <laughs> Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit boardwalkaudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.